We're just ordinary people living ordinary lives until we see someone on TV win a $25,000 prize. Come on down. I'll play any game for 10 seconds of fame. Come on down. I'll make a deal just for that me spin the wheel. Come on down. To win a million bucks, all you need is a little luck and thorough knowledge of multiple disparate trivial subjects. And we're both ready and have not been frantically getting stuff ready for this episode. We are professional. And why are you acting like it's live? Like if I wasn't ready in time, we couldn't have just started over. Right. It is live. Oh. Why were you frantically trying to open your iPad and stuff if it wasn't live? Because um, I just wanted to make sure we were not disappointing anybody. Okay. All right. Welcome to an all new episode of Come On Down. The game show podcast still coming to you from a fake leather couch that is oh, too is small for two people yeah uh, it is a little small yes we're very close to each other yeah it's very intimate if you're looking for an intimate podcast i think to if, listen to with your love partner mm-hmm. this is it i think if you listen to two episodes ago and then you listen to our last episode you will see a slight shift in the um the tone it's, and if it's, you're watching it on youtube you'll see a slight shift in my pants right yeah we did decide to not wear pants for the episodes moving forward just to fit the mood better right so i'm john baker this is jonathan montney hi and this is a podcast all about game shows mm-hmm. and we've got to keep the lights on somehow we do so we do have some sponsors and i know you guys hate that uh why can't anything just be about the content love itself. and art anymore? Yeah. It all has to be about corporations. Right. Um, and lobbyists in D.C. <laughs> and Which so, is where we get most of our sponsors. Yes, we we do get a lot of sponsorship from um, the gun lobby, the the guns for children lobby. Yeah, NAMBLA. Um, yeah, that, that famous lobby. Mm-hmm. Um, and today we've got a very special sponsor for you. We do. And and I'll just begin the ad right now. That works. Recent reports and information <clears throat> disclosed by a whistleblower have revealed a trove of data that unveil the harms of social media, specifically with Facebook and Instagram. I just want to say yeah. This ended up being like a really good segue and I had no idea what the first sentence of this ad was going to be. When I started talking about DC lobbyists and right. stuff like that. Yeah, that's true. Social media has become woven into the fabric of our society, so the hunger for a new, fresh, and less harmful social media app. And period. That's the end of that <laughs> sentence. A, a Today's sponsor, Instagram, is the new, cool, and exclusive <clears throat> social media platform. Facebook was so much better when it was only available to college students, and Instagram is similar. You must be a yam farmer to sign up. Yes, I am excited to set up my profile. But you're not a yam farmer. No, I yam not. But it makes me want to be. After you're set up, after you set up your Insta Yam profile, you can begin posting pictures right away. As long as the pictures are of your yams and or yam farm. That's right. To prevent any harmful posts to your mental health, the only pictures allowed on the site are of yams and or yam farms. Instagram is about to take over your phone soon, so get out there, grow some sprouts. 
Keep them warm, let them develop, root the slips. Loosen some soil, wait for the right temperature, bury the slips into the soil, water generously. Fertilize, stake the plants, watch for diseases, remove yams from the soil, cure the yams, then set up your Insta-Yam profile. Insta-Yam. Post pics of your yam. This ain't no sham, ma'am. Be a ham. Post a pic of your yam on a ram. Damn, Insta-Yam ain't no scam, fam. Ditch the gram and swam into Insta-Yam. Wow. That was pretty interesting. I practiced that. <laughs> Did you? <laughs> In front of the mirror 12 times this morning. Uh, correct. Um, wow, yeah, that's... Wow, Insta-Yam. I feel like that was... I feel like that was definitely a, a, a yam lobby. They're the just yam, like, oh the man, how do we, we need more yam farmers. How do we get yam. them, uh, how do we get people excited? Mm-hmm. I'll let them post pictures of it. People do love that, especially yam farmers. I know. Um, yeah, I mean, and once they had this great Facebook whistleblower situation, which is a, um, a hilarious situation to me, I'd like to. Oh, please state. do. Um, because this quote unquote Facebook whistleblower, mm-hmm. like somebody inside facebook has come forward to reveal their deep dark secrets yep and uh she came out and went to congress because if you just like say you've got deep dark secrets on something that is in the news right now you can just roll on up to congress and start talking to them and she was like hey listen i work inside facebook and it's bad for our children Mm -hmm. oh my god she really blew the whistle on that it's not like like a whistleblower yeah. is somebody, like if she worked at Facebook and she came forward and she was like, hey, I work at Facebook and what they're doing is they're taking all the poop from all the toilets and put it into children's drinking water supply. Mm. Or, hey, I work at Facebook and Facebook is funneling money to uh, ISIS. That's what a whistleblower does. They reveal illegal harmful activities going on within a company within a government mm-hmm. etc her whistleblowing is i think facebook is bad for the kids i don't think that's an accurate assessment because the actual content her whistleblowing was on the fact that they knew it was bad and sat on this data and had it and continued to do nothing with it so yes, it was bad, but I think her whistleblowing is that the company at the top knows it is bad and does nothing about it. Right, but you could literally say the same about like McDonald's knows that their food is bad for you and they don't do it. They still sell you Big Macs. Listen, here's the big secret. McDonald's knows that Big Macs aren't good for you. McDonald's stopped using real fat in their fries back in the 80s because of a whistleblower that went in and made them change their ways. Could you blow my whistle, baby? Whistle, baby. I do want to say something about, I forget what this guy's name is. John and I listened to a, a podcast about him. But it was this guy who became super rich and then made it his life's work to make everything taste worse by making corporations make uh stop using like fat in their fries so so we never had real real delicious real good mcdonald's fries motherfucker i know um well here's the thing i'm not contending that facebook is good for the kids i think it's very bad i think it is very bad for um society in general agreed um so check out our facebook page yes and our follow us on facebook and instagram 
I think it's not good. Um, I think it's it c- can be good, but I don't know that um, Facebook has the levers to make it good at this point. It's just society's fault. I don't right. really blame Facebook for that or Instagram or whomever. It is that fact that we are a bad society <laughs> and these are the fruits of our labors. Not too bad. We're the worst. But it is like out of every society in the universe, name one worse than Earth. Uh, the bar barbarians. Okay. (laughs) Um, like it's definitely bad. So that's why I don't think she's saying anything um interesting or valuable to me. Also, she's just trying to get a book deal. I'm gonna be straight up with you. She's just on a press tour. She's got PR agents working for her and all this stuff. Like, she realized that the way that the stupid media can be exploited is you just come out and publicly say something that they're already saying that they agree with. (laughs) Like, Facebook bad, Facebook caused January 6th, things like that. Yeah. And then you just go and say those things. And uh, Don Lemon goes, oh, wow, that is... That is incredibly interesting. That is, oh, whoa. So, yeah, you're right. Uh, Donald Trump is responsible for Facebook um, <laughs> and things like that. And it's ridiculous. And, uh, yeah. You sorry. Step we, off your Apple box. Listen, we got this. Sorry, this is a yam box. I actually. wish Apple still came in boxes. <clears throat> they do, right? Apple, I mean. When's the last time you saw an Apple box? Um, I don't know. Like the last time I was last time you shooting were, something on a set. The last time you were needed to look taller. Bushel, going through and getting your bushel and getting packs out. My packs. <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyway, yeah. That's. Um, What's that's, your best segue Facebook into figuring it out from your whistleblower? Um, well, it's just something that when I watch the uh, the congressional hearings the last couple weeks, mm-hmm. um, and the congressman had to only ask her yes or no questions uh, about and they and they didn't know who she was okay um so they had to figure they had to figure it it out out. um speaking of figure speaking of wow what a flawless i didn't even know what show we were doing today i can't believe that segued so well so today we're talking about a game show that was called figure it out Mm -hmm. and the reason i suggested this game show because about a month or so ago, I don't know. Is it because you long for the days of your childhood and you wish to go back yet you can't and it drives you crazy knowing that the only way you can ever capture parts of your childhood is watching god awful shows from it? No. Oh. Um so a month or 6 weeks ago or something like that. Okay. We did an episode on what's my line. Mhm. And my wife listened to this episode. Mhm. And she said that kind of sounded like figure it out. I'm surprised you didn't mention that. Hmm. And so I hit her for questioning. Hit her up with questions. Right. Okay. Um, and I thought, oh, yeah, it does. It does kind of seem like figure it out. And so is I Is this thought, your subtle way of saying that you're replacing me on the podcast? Yeah. She is much better at observing okay. game show connections. And Do you guys still like want that. to film it at my house? Could we? I mean, this couch is the intimate setting. It's is, the staple of our podcast. Yeah. Now. So, figure it out was a children's game show on mm-hmm. Nickelodeon. This is probably like the 
fourth or fifth children's game show that we've done. And I think all of them were on Nickelodeon. Nickelodeon had a monopoly yes. on children's game shows. Just on children in general. If you wanted to have a child, you had to go to Nickelodeon and ask them <laughs> if it was Permission. okay. And then they gave you some slime and, <laughs> and you had to you insert had to it into your... It. <laughs> slime is just crew members jizz in a bucket. Hey man, I've been slimed before and listen, based on my experience, it's a possibility. Wow. I don't want to blow the whistle on them quite yet. Because we don't have any data. Right, just like the Facebook whistleblower. Mm -hmm. uh, but I'm more responsible than her, so. Wow. Uh, anyway, figure it out. What would be the title of your book if you were the slime whistleblower? If I was the slime whistleblower? Yeah. Um, it would come be... Come on down, don't come on me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was going to say something like... Um, slime time, the inside story of how one man slimed his way to the top or something like that. <laughs> Okay. And so, it's about a guy who's responsible for like 800 kids because his slime kept... Uh, yeah. Have you seen that uh, Three Identical Strangers documentary? Yeah. It's, it's like that. Um, People, all, kids separated it. They all look like Tommy Pickles. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Rugrats reference. It is. So July 7th, 1997 was uh, a monumental day for mm -hmm. our country. Uh, we were probably shooting some cruise missiles at Yemen or something like that. And Yemen. Yemen. <laughs> um, and it was the debut of Figure It Out mm. on the Nickelodeon channel. So there were four seasons of the original Figure It Out. Okay. And it was hosted by Summer Sanders. I definitely remember mm. Summer Sanders quite well. From Did you have a crush on her when you were Not a kid? really. She looks like a mom. Yeah. So in that sense, yeah. She looks like a teacher you th you'd think was hot in fifth grade because all the other teachers are frumpy-ass bitches. <laughs> she, was, she was in like her uh, mid-20s at the time of this show, I think. Was she? She looked older. I know, right? Yeah. Um, not, and I, we don't mean that in a negative way. No, she just I mean, in a mature, in a mature, um, yeah. People got more mature earlier back then, <laughs> way back in the nineties. Did they? I don't know. I, I mean, I think to some extent, yeah. Cause like how we were talking about um, social media didn't stunt their <clears throat> mental progress in some ways. Like, well, remember how we were talking about, um, Rob Lowe. And how yeah. in 1988 at the Democratic National Convention, when he had a three-way with a 24-year-old and a 16-year-old woman, and the, a woman and a girl, the age of consent in Georgia was 14 at the time. Right. And you think like, wow, that is insane. But also, there's like this was the 80s, and <clears throat> think about how slow like laws go and stuff like that. And it was not like that long before then that it was like, all right, you graduated middle school, you got to. Start supporting the family now. You got to get a job. Like, that was like... Like in the 1800s? No, not the 18... Like, my grandma never went to high school. Were women allowed to go to high school when she was going to... <laughs> you know, maybe not. And, like, that was in, like, the uh, like the late 40s, 50s. Like... Okay. So she just started working? Like, yeah. Just, like, start working when you're 14 or whatever. Like, that's... You're, you're an adult now. So, it's, like, not that crazy. And we have, like... I feel over the years we begin to um, 
infantilize our youth more and more. Like we keep moving, like the drinking age kept shifting back until it was 21. Now, now the smoking age is 21 and like, yeah, you can go die in Iraq before then if you want, but you can't drink a beer. But what's the drinking age in Iraq? 12. Is it just man? <laughs> yeah. You just have to be a man. The drinking age. The, it, yeah, it's it's three days if you are a male. <laughs> so, I don't know why I got on that tangent. Uh, oh, because Summer Sanders looked older in the 90s. Right. Because she had more responsibilities. I mean, in the sense that when she was 20, she was an Olympic gold medalist. Oh, she was a swimmer, and at the 1992 Barcelona Olympics. Thank you for saying it in the correct no problem. pronunciation. Um, she won four medals, two golds, a silver, and a bronze. That's so impressive. She won an individual gold in the 200-meter butterfly, I believe, set an Olympic record there in Barcelona. Is it still a record? No, those things never last for very long. Yeah, because people get stronger and they mature faster. <clears throat> and they figure out how to use steroids better and things like that. And then there was that one Olympics where they had the weird suits and everybody yeah. was breaking all the world records by like 15 seconds when the previous record was like 25 seconds. Yeah. And so they banned the suits. They banned the suits. And so that was, what I guess, what she was uh, most famous for maybe beforehand. She got into like the sports media pretty quickly after that kind of like commentating on swimming stuff and other Olympic stuff. She was, she co-hosted with Ahmad Rashad um, inside the NBA for okay. a while. And then she got you know, her big break as the host of Figure It Out on uh, Nickelodeon. And you are currently Googling Susan Sarandon. <laughs> and I'm a, that is, and I'm and that is not who we're talking about. <laughs> Summer Sanders? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> was that... I was wanting to see if Susan Sarandon ever competed in the Olympics and if she had an eagle <laughs> medals. Only a bronze. Only a bronze. And her, her <clears throat> hair. So, um, Summer Sanders, like I said, got her big break hosting Figure It Out. What's Figure It Out? It's similar, to, it's similar to What's My Line, as mm -hmm. we've kind of already established. Yeah. Uh, or I've got a secret, and it has got a star-studded celebrity panel. Yes, of four people, and none of them spiraled out or had any uh, bad decisions made in their grown-up years. That's good. And usually, uh, three or four of them were from Nickelodeon shows. Mm -hmm. There was a lot of uh, synergy going on there yeah as they say in the biz is that the first time you've ever used the word synergy <clears throat> probably you it's, don't you don't say it at work a lot uh no it's because it's a one of those buzzwords that i i hate because people just say it and i don't know how much you hate it you just used it what happens is there are old people in business mm. that are like in charge of business <laughs> That's kind of the way it goes, usually. This is like listening to an 11-year-old tell me how corporate America <laughs> There are works. old people in charge of business. Uh -huh. And then there are young people that work for business. <laughs> okay? <laughs> okay. And then what happens a lot of the time... Yeah. To be a successful young person in business... In business. What you do is you find these little words 
mm-hmm. or terms or phrases. <clears throat> and you just say them in front of old people who run business. <clears throat> and then they go, oh, wow, that sounds interesting because I don't know what that means. <laughs> and our business sells to young people. And this young person has these words that seem big and cool and mm-hmm. interesting. So they're, they're going to run business one day. And that is the way that people get successful is by this bullshit, basically. Like, at my last job, mm-hmm. there was a guy who, and he wasn't like super young. I don't know. He was like maybe mid-40s or something like that. But he was, I'm sure, well compensated and very well regarded within the company mm-hmm. for his like marketing insights and consumer behavioral insights and he would give these presentations and people would shit their pants over wow that was so insightful and it didn't take very long at all for me to realize that what this guy does Mm -hmm. is he like goes to um the kindle store or the barnes and noble (laughs) and he finds like a book called like consumer insights and then he reads the whole book and then he makes a PowerPoint of the shit that he just learned in that book. And then he tells it to the people at business. And they go, oh, my God, that is so insightful. He's just a guy who read a bunch of books about marketing and then summarized them in PowerPoints and gets paid hundreds of thousands of dollars for that. That I mean, is how dumb business is. Isn't that how anything works? People read to gain understanding and then they share yes. that understanding uh to some extent yes but i think if you are actually um, you're saying the, he's doing book reports not yes exactly he's not providing his own insight into things he's not getting making his own discoveries or anything like that he is just yeah he's reading tom he's, sawyer and he's yes, saying exactly he's giving book reports and getting paid handsomely for it because other people don't want to read the books yeah well i mean good for him you know He's doing the work, at least. That's what business is like. That's what business is to you. People giving book reports and getting And getting for successful it. for it and not having a single original idea in their life. Okay. Wow. That's what business is. Okay. So this show's kind of like, what's my line? <laughs> <laughs> Again, I don't know how I got there. It's it's a fun <laughs> it's a fun tr- uh, little trip Welcome we get to, to take Rant now and Tuesday. Yeah, you, yeah, you do have strong show. rants today. I've got opinions, all right? I've had a rough week. Mm, sorry about that. No, I've had a perfectly fine OU won. You had a wonderful day yesterday. That's true. We're recording this on Sunday, just to be clear. Yeah. I got a little sunburned, though, on my face. Oh. A little bit. Not bad. Okay. I was worried because... So it was the it was the OU versus Oklahoma versus Texas football game. Red River weekend, shootout slash rivalry. Which is in the middle of the Texas State Fair in the Cotton Bowl Stadium and it's an 11 a.m. game and it was sunny with a high of 92 in the middle of October, (laughs) which was unfortunate. And so I grabbed a bottle of sunscreen, put it in my car so that when we got to park, I would put on my sunscreen. Mm -hmm. So it was, you know, as freshly applied as it could be before going into this game that ended up lasting four fucking hours. Yeah. And is important to you as well because you have dealt with skin cancer before. I have had a couple of skin cancer flares in the past, so I've got to stay safe. And then I opened up my center console. I pulled out my sunscreen, and my wife said, 
That's the dog sunscreen. So I... How does that even work? um, Your dog has fur or hair, right? Yes, but he loves to swim. And when he swims... Like his little snout hair, because he's a long-haired dog. Okay. His little snout hair gets really, you know, like pressed down and sometimes separated instead of all like, you know, balled up like fur does. Yeah. And so when it's all wet, the sun, he sometimes gets sunburns on his snout. So we, if we know he's going to be outside for five hours swimming in the pool, yeah. we will, you know, put some sunscreen on his snout. And how did dogs deal with sun in the thousands and I don't know. They probably, they, they weren't bread to look the way that we wanted so that was probably uh they they uh you know evolved to not have to worry about yeah, that and we were like is and we were like, like frankenstein that. yeah okay all right well, that's fair and then so so you, i i didn't have human sunscreen to put on but it's still you couldn't use it it's harmful to i don't know it's i want to still put it on yeah but like what if you had like brought a snack you're like, i'm gonna be hungry i'll bring a snack and then you realize it was a puppy chow like and not the human kind like so my options are starve food. to death or eat puppy chow i'm eating puppy chow <laughs> i don't my i don't know that my options were die or wear the sunscreen we'll find out if you get cancer but anyway we got lucky and after the first quarter we were in the shade for the rest of the game oh nice so uh yeah that's my harrowing tale okay. of this weekend and it was a, a very very the first quarter was also we were losing by 21 points yeah and then we came back and won in all the other quarters. Yeah. So, so you know what? In the end, you figured it out. It all, hey, it all comes back. Bringing it back to game shows. So as we mentioned, there's a four celebrity, and I use that term loosely, panel. Uh, and I'm for a kid, like it was. At the time, very yeah, like powerful Dan- panel. Danny Tamborelli was a mainstay on mm-hmm. the panel. Uh, Little Pete from Pete and Pete, probably mm-hmm. most notably, yeah. also on uh, all that for a while yeah um lori beth denberg also a mainstay on the panel also also on looked all like that. a 40 year old woman oh she yes she was like 14 going on 63 <laughs> i am 14 going on 63 somebody <laughs> help me up these stairs yeah she did look uh quite mature um and they were kind of the two main stays of the show i would guess amanda Bynes wasn't a mainstay. amanda Bynes was on it quite a bit there were there were other people that were on it like a lot okay um but again it was mostly like nickelodeon people and usually like the first seat on the far left was reserved for an adult like yeah the other okay. three people were teenagers and the one on the left had to you know keep things held together right. for the rest of us and then there was a very heavily padded seat for Lori beth on the other side because of her hips oh she had hip issues yeah she had hip okay, issues that makes sense so each show had a child contestant and by child I definitely mean usually younger than the teenage panelists. Yeah. And this contestant had some sort of secret that was usually a unique skill or talent or like little kid job type like of thing. Won a cookie stacking contest. Right. So that would be like a, a talent or a skill or a, just yeah. a little factoid. So it was kind of, uh, yeah, like I said, a cross between I've got a secret and what's my line in terms of what the contestant is bringing to the table. Yeah. And it wasn't personality. So <laughs> Whoa. 
They, I mean, they were these were real kids that were really not media trained. Real kids should never be on television. Wow, that is a hot game show opinion. Ever. Okay. In any form or fashion. Unless, like, there's some sort of a <laughs> physical challenge and it's saving kids that are drowning. What if, like, they have uh, autism and they can hit three-pointers really well? <laughs> should they be on a game show? Just on TV. I mean, fine. It's yeah. a beautiful story. It's fine. You know it it's fine. You barely have autism, and you you got into a game <laughs> where your team it's was a up spectrum, by your bro. team was up by seventy. So you went in, and nobody guarded you until after the first four. Oh, I'm sorry. Could you go in and hit four three pointers in a row? Give me autism, and probably <laughs> wow, that's like uh, his Rain Man ability. He's make it Rain Man. <laughs> Oh, man. I mean, here, look, we'll find out in a little bit because I got the Pfizer vaccine and that probably gives you autism down the okay. road. So I'll start working on my jump shot now. And, and this uh, has now a, been flagged by Google as and a 50 year old and... As a 50-year-old autistic man, I'm going to walk into a We're high school canceled. basketball game and go, feed me the rock! <laughs> uh, all right. So there was a, a contestant. And unlike um, What's My Line or I've Got a Secret... They put a board with blanks representing the number of words in the contestant's unique skill, talent, mm -hmm. fact, etc. <clears throat> so you had that up there and they would always fill in like articles and things like that. So if there was a the or an and or an of or mm -hmm. articles and prepositions. Articles that you don't like using on this episode for some reason, as in business. Business. Or ex ex excess use of articles like the Barnes and Noble. <laughs> Did I say that? Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes you gotta... Hey, hey. For emphasis. Drop the the. It's oh, sexier. <clears throat> we don't talk about Facebook. I'm unless sorry. we're blowing whistles. All right. Okay, all right, sorry. Let me know. <laughs> now we're copyright striked in addition to COVID <laughs> canceled. <clears throat> so the... Uh, the answer or the the blanks are up on a big board that is shaped like a head a profile head and it has a name mm -hmm. billy the answer head sure why also named by some of the dumb kids that come onto the show billy the answer head the was answer the name head. of the sideways head that just to be clear at no point had like an animated version that came to life at no His point. His eyes Googled. Okay. At no point uh, talked like Olmec from Legends of the Hidden Temple or yeah. anything like that. Uh, just was a static little face profile shaped thing that had blanks on it. Like Family Feud style blanks that you filled in anytime one of the panelists said a word that was up there. As they were questioning the children. Quick tangent. Okay. Since we're talking about children's games, as soon as I just mentioned Olmec, Legends of the Hidden Temple, adult version, Ooh. premiering this week on the CW. But where is Smallville going to be played? Uh, they're moving Smallville to Nickelodeon. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it was this trade. 
they worked. I think well, it was like a sports trade. Yeah, so I think Nickelodeon got Smallville and a future second round pick, mm-hmm. and uh, the CW got Legends of the Hidden Temple, adult edition, and a player to be named later. Okay, <laughs> cool. So Legends of the Hidden, I'm definitely going to be checking this out, and we are definitely going to be providing some sort of commentary on this on a future episode we should do a live podcast we where both we watch, watch it, it and for comment? the first time and we comment on it i don't know how that would work though yeah well if we did it on uh, can we do split screen like a youtube commentary thing you know how they do that oh yeah i don't know if it'll get like banned or something for just straight probably up putting what's up there here's what the here's what it is here's what it here's what it is nobody cares at this point okay so I think we should provide the best type of material we can and content, regardless of if it is illegal or not. We'll see what we can do, and we're not making any promises. At all. Maybe. So, And we'll have a kid on the show. <laughs> May, why? It's an adult <laughs> show. It's an adult Legends of the Hidden Temple. I mean, the kid will be media trained. Okay, perfect. So, um, the... Like we mentioned, the panelists are asking yes or no questions. Mm-hmm. To these child contestants. And if you get a yes, you continue asking. If you get a no, it moves on to the next person. There are three rounds of questions. uh, Each 60 seconds long. So in the first round, you've got 60 seconds. They're going uh, down the line of panelists asking questions. The kids are uh, answering yes or no. And in each of these three rounds, about halfway through... There is a clue. Mm. And that clue might frequently be in the form of the Charade Brigade. Ooh, I like that name. And the Charade Brigade were a group of people that would come and act out some element. Usually just like one word in the answer. Yeah. So they're not acting out what the answer is like Mm -hmm. the entire fact or uh skill or talent or anything like that they're just acting out a word that is up there on the board yeah Uh, in janitor outfits yes they just had to make sure that they were all uniform looking yeah and that was kind of how all of the clues went it was always like a clue towards a word Mm -hmm. in there and there's, like I said, one halfway through about each round. And sometimes that would help the panelists throw a word up on the board. Sometimes it wouldn't help them at all. Yeah, it would actually hinder them. It would just waste guessing. a bunch of time. So after each round that the panelists have not successfully guessed the answer, the contestant gets a prize. Well, prize is a loose word. And so we talked about synergy before. And another way to do synergy um, and to also spend zero dollars on your show. Correct. It's a great business decision for Is business. to say your prize mm-hmm. for finishing round one is a prop or piece of a set from a show that we've previously canceled. Correct. And don't do anymore. So we have a bunch of these props and sets yes. lying around that we will now break apart and give you... A helmet from Legends of the Hidden Temple. A piece of this thing from Guts. Yeah. Or whatever. Um, Round one and two for like at least the first season or two of this show was just 
set pieces from previously canceled Nickelodeon shows. And honestly, that's the most brilliant business decision I've ever seen because you know those kids loved it. Oh, absolutely. I would have been pumped. And the producers were like, how much did we spend on... um, on the round one prizes and the producer was like eight dollars we, we had to pay intern. a gopher <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all he had to do was pay for his ramen noodle lunches and yeah. uh yeah and so, we kept it nice and slim we kept the budget tight wow nice but it's also a business from business it's a it's business so <clears throat> the the third round, the grand prize, if you if you went the entire game without the panelists figuring out, figuring it out. Because fig- Amanda Bynes was asking stupid, silly questions instead of actually trying to figure it out. That was very common. And Danny Tamborelli was big on that as well. God. Um, I know you like s- serious game shows where people are trying their best. Yes. Uh, there was a lot of it's just... It's not called... Goof it out. Goof show. It's called a game show. show. I wish we would change it to business show. Should we change this podcast to business show and just talk about business? Come on down for some business. So at the end of the third round, um, if they haven't guessed it yet, the celebrity panelists each get one final guess using what is on the board to this point. If anything, all the charade brigade, um, clues. all the clues they've had up to this point, all the no's. And at the end of each round, we would kind of get a recap of what mm. we learned that round that they would throw up there. So they would, they would say like, doesn't have anything to do with trees, is done with hands, whatever, things like okay. that. Uh, some Shopping. Of the, some of the main, holy shit. How'd you get that? Was that the kid? The kid. Hi, I'm Danny and chopping. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And then he makes seven three pointers. (laughs) I love him. I will cry. I know you will. So where's he now? Have you done any research on him? Is he just alone on a court in the middle of Cincinnati? Just brain in threes. I don't want to know anything other than that one video. I saw 15 years ago about this kid draining threes. All right. So at the rain end, man. each of the what was the name again? Make it rain, man. <laughs> uh, each of the four uh, panelists gets one final guess to see if they can suss this sucker out. And every once in a while, they did. Really? Yeah. Wow. Especially like Lori Beth, Lori Beth Denberg. See, she's the opposite end of your Amanda Bynes problem. She took it seriously. She, well, I feel like most of her questions were like, "Where am I?" <laughs> Do you know where my Do you because know where was, my medication is? Okay, yeah, because she was old. Got it. Um and uh and if they didn't, then they got the grand prize, and that was actually usually something uh useful. Are you sure? Because uh, every single one I watched, it was a trip to space camp. Um well I saw a trip to kids camp in Jamaica. What the fuck is kids camp in Jamaica? I don't know. Is but it like I sandals go? but for kids? Yeah. I think so. <laughs> I'm tired of, I'm t- hey, are you tired of having adults around so you can't do any hanky-panky crazy kid stuff? Come on down to <laughs> Sandals Camp at Jamaica. Sandals does have a um, a family version. Beaches. Right, and you're not doing Sandals correctly if you go to Beaches. Sandals Family. Well, I went when I was uh, a family member. And what, you just, everybody just orgies with their family? Yeah, basically. Gross. It was, uh, I was, I don't know, 
It was, oh, I know how old I was because it was 2001. It was right after 9 11. Um, and your family said, let's travel. Uh huh. Well, because it was like we were, we were planning to go there and then 9 11 happened and, you know, they grounded all the flights for like two weeks. Yeah. And we were supposed to go in like four weeks. And we we're like, I really hope they get these planes going again. <laughs> Because I don't think the terrorists are after Turks and Caicos next. I think we're safe there. I mean, you never know. Um, and so I was 15, I guess. Uh, 14. Going on 15. Kind of like Lori Beth. <laughs> yeah. And I remember it was like a, you know, a super nice beach resort. And they had like an arcade with just full of Dreamcasts. With a bunch of Dreamcast games. Okay. And so that was super cool to me. Yeah, Dreamcast was and a like great water system. slides and things like that. Anyway, uh, so you could go there. And you were 15. Other 15-year-old boys are like making out with chicks and like trying drugs. I was not 15. I was still 14. I was a couple 14. months away. And so you 15. were excited for the Dreamcast room. Oh, yeah. Way better than making out with chicks. And right. I stand by that to this day. <laughs> so in addition there were other people that could win throughout this game other than just the contestant what because in rounds two and three this game show brought in some slime stop it some slime we talked about slime a little bit earlier in some naughty ways now we're talking about some real slime uh and this was because in rounds two and three there was a secret slime word. Ooh. And before the rounds, the announcer would come on and say, like, the secret slime word is it. That's not fair. It was never fair. And sometimes it was like a secret slime action instead of a secret slime word. Ooh. And if somebody says it in this scenario... Boom! They get slimed. An alarm goes off. They get slimed. The clock stops to make things good. Fair. That's fair. The clock stops. We see the slime. We then get a replay of the slime. Is it in slow motion or regular we, motion? B- uh, both. Oh my god! So the slime was important here. I think a big reason to watch this show was to watch people get slimed. I mean, kids in the crowd went gaga. People crazy. loved the slime, and like. It was always, or at least almost always, rigged because it would be something like, says the word it, or like, was on the show Pete and Pete, right, or something like that. Or like, helps Lori Beth up after she's fallen from her <laughs> chair. <laughs> really on this old Lori Beth thing. Um, it blew my mind. I was like, there's no way this is a child. Yeah. So... There was in rounds two and three. There was a, there was a slime word or action, and so we would get a clock stoppage when the slime happened. We would then go uh, back to the game after a few minutes of slime shenanigans. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to see if Lori Beth is a Benjamin, a true life Benjamin Button. A real life, she looks Benjamin like a Button. child now. She kind of looks the same now. She looks by the, the exact way. same. Really, not much difference Ooh. in Lori Beth Denberg of 1997 and Lori Beth Denberg in 2027. Maybe packed on a couple. Um, so, and if the slime word or action takes place, somebody in the crowd wins a prize. Stop it. They're just handing out prizes left and right. Is it like used toilet paper from the set of guts? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, so 
at the end, in addition to seeing whether the kid wins or loses, yeah, they then demonstrate their skill, talent, ability, okay, whatever. Because they got to prove it. You can't just come on to the show and lie. Exactly, they've got to prove it. And so then they then we get a, a fun little demonstration. Hmm. Um, I saw like a confused look on your face while you were looking at Lori Beth Denberg's uh, IMDb. Is that because she was credited for being in all that in 2018? No, until 2020. Oh, 2020. So I know. So all that had a recent reboot. I watched the oh. first episode of it. Got it. Is she um, like a? She's like actually an actress on it. So she did like. Do you remember she would do like the. Uh, Thing in a bathtub? Practical advice oh, no, with that was Lori Beth Denberg or something like that. Okay, yeah, I vaguely. And so she did that on the first episode of it and then like handed off the reins to a new kid okay. that was doing it. They had a couple like old all that cast members on it. Got it. And I think she's maybe like appeared a few more times. Like she might be a producer or somehow on staff okay. of the show or something like that. Got it. And I don't know if it's still, and maybe it was canceled after 2020. I don't know. So uh, we would get this demonstration from the kid. It was usually just super interesting and entertaining. It was so awkward. Um, So I watched an episode um, that I actually remember watching when it was on. And so the first kid on this show, and so what I like about this show is what they do is they say... uh, if you want to play along at home, cover your eyes and ears while we reveal yeah. uh, the answer. And so I didn't do that. I don't care about playing along at home. Well, here's my thing. How do those kids know when to take their hands off their eyes and ears? You're just there forever. Yeah. It's a good question. So this episode, they introduced this first contestant and his secret Mm -hmm. is that he and i want to say this in direct quotes here okay demonstrates alligator camouflage behavior those are four words i recognize that i said yes those are definitely (laughs) four words yeah but when you put them in the order demonstrates alligator camouflage behavior yeah I have no idea what that means. So how could anybody ever guess it? it? To me, that was like if you came on and it was like, what's your secret? Lollipop jello flangy airplane. Flangy? Yeah. Okay. You're being ridiculous. I don't think I am. That is basically the equivalent of what demonstrates alligator camouflage behavior is. I'm going to guess what it was. Okay. Would he, did he do like a sniper thing and, and use pieces of his surrounding to blend into his surrounding and kind of close, but also not close at all. <laughs> so, um, it's kind of like you sounded like summer on the show. Yeah. So, so I was intrigued. And so I was like really paying attention to the questions and answers. And one other thing about this kid, and mm. listen, if you're a devout listener, love you, you're a fucking idiot. So this was also a theme on this show is, again, there's yes or no questions that they're being asked. 
simple yes or no questions about the activity or accomplishment or skill of this kid. Mm -hmm. They were so bad at answering the yes or no questions. I know. They would be like, no. And then someone would be like, our judges are saying yes. (laughs) (laughs) Not And this kid in specific, like every single one he got wrong about himself. Because they, because he showed up and they're like, "What's your talent?" And he was like, "What talent?" And they're like, "Fuck!" Um, <laughs> Demonstrates alligator camouflage behavior. Um, so obviously, they didn't get this. Shocking. Um, I think they got demonstrates. They got the word demonstrates. So that one of the charade brigades was like protesters with signs oh okay and somebody's like a demonstration and that they're just like it's close enough put it on the board and maybe they got alligator in the last round but so the final guesses were like demonstrates alligator like they didn't you know they obviously for some reason they didn't realize that obviously the logical place to go from there is camouflage behavior yeah so then he has to he has to now demonstrate what demonstrates alligator camouflage behavior is and so they bring out an alligator. A real live one. A real live one in a little pen with his beak. Uh, the alligator beak. Yes, the alligator beak. That he uses to open nuts. Uh-huh. Is taped shut. Sure. And this kid like sits up on the alligator's back, basically. Okay. And then what, <laughs> what he does is he takes his two fingers. His index and middle finger. I don't like hand, where this like, is going. Like a peace sign. I don't like where this and is going. And he reaches out towards the alligator snout, basically. Okay. Beak. Beak. And he pulls his fingers back, like, by the alligator's eyeballs uh-huh. so that the alligator closes his eyes. Okay. And then he goes, so when he's in the swamp and he closes his eyes when he's floating, it looks like a log. And that was it. That was demonstrated. So alligator his, his thing was, so his thing was close alligator eyes <laughs> while sitting on back. Because oh, it's, look, the alligator, uh, it it looks kind of like a log. Also, if he's dragging closed. from the snap from the beak to the eyes, are his eyelids on the like bottom? No, he's just like, like rubbing it across like the top eyelids, basically. Okay. So because you know their eyes are on the sides of their head. So they kind of like, yeah, and then they close, and he's like, "Oh, look, see with the eyes closed, or like it almost l- poke looks, alligator in eyes is it, better." Yeah, it looks like a log when it's trying to hide by closing its eyes. So, do you think this kid was like it. works, or like maybe his parents work at a- some sort of alligator farm or something for sure? <laughs> because I do. So they did figure out alligators because I remember at one point, um, they said. Do you wrestle alligators? Close. And he wanted to say yes. Or he also did a thing where he wouldn't verbally answer a lot. And someone would be like, the you have to say. like, Or he, he would just like shake his head. And she'd be like, no, say no. <laughs> say no. Uh, and he, uh, I think he was like about to say yes. And then she was like, the judges are saying no. And he like got pissed. He like looked at Summer Sanders like. Bitch, I do fucking wrestle alligators. Wow. Um, so I don't know. He he's obviously in around alligators somehow. Also, you don't wrestle alligators when they're brought out to you 
in a box with their beak tape for shut. you to just sit on and caress their eyes. Yeah. So those were some of the kinds of just literally impossible to figure it out mm -hmm. answers that were on the show. And because again, this kid really did nothing. He has, his skill was nothing. His skill was, he read a thing about how when alligators have their eyes closed, they look like logs yeah. to other animals or something right. like that. Can you, can, what would be your skill if you were on figure it out as a child? If I was on figure out, figure it out as a child. Yeah. Get tricked by your parents about trips to Disneyland. Yeah. My skill would be like, uh, read a book. Cause I can't do that now. And so it was a big accomplishment just when I could three words, read a, a book read and it would, an a would already <laughs> an show a would already up. So it would just say there. blank, a blank. Yeah, exactly. Um, and is this something you do with your hands? And Amanda Bynes says, what was her go-to? Her first question was always like, is it a talent or something? I don't remember. And like, like some of them would literally be like, all right, can I borrow $10? <laughs> that would be like a, a, the question. There's wasting time out here. This is a serious game show with serious repercussions. Yeah. This kid doesn't deserve to go to Jamaica kids camp he or just, Houston or, or uh, no, it was in um, Florida, Alabama. The, ca the camp? Space camp was in Alabama. And you, what, you had to be 14? I don't know. For oh, God. That was Georgia. Get it right. Uh, it's 12 in Alabama. Okay. So. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, we had kids that were really bad at answering questions. Um, I wanted to see, like, so this ran for more than 200 episodes. It, it, originally, it was four seasons within, like, a year and a half, basically. Wow. But, um... The third season, they did kind of what they did with Double Dare, and they made it family style. So it was like a parent and kid. Um, and then the fourth season was called Figure It Out Wild Style. Uh-oh. And Nick Cannon was on it. Uh, yeah, exactly. Um, and you had to do like rap battles and things like that. And <laughs> every contestant had something to do with animals. Okay. It was some sort of like animal trainer. Did they have alligator kid back on? Or, yeah, he came back for an encore performance. And he was just as bad at answering the yes or no questions. <laughs> um, and so it came back in 2012, hosted by a guy named Jeff Sutphin. I mean, if you're in show business, change Jeff that last Sutphin, name. Uh, he who had previously hosted a game show on Nickelodeon called Brain Surge. And we'll be doing that soon. In the 2000s. And uh, so, I mean, I, I didn't particularly care about this version because I was um, an adult human at this point. Sure. And so I didn't watch a lot of Nickelodeon. I didn't know any of these celebrity panelists. Um, it's probably the way adults felt about Figure It Out in 1997. Mm -hmm. uh, and there were a couple, like the second and third round were reduced to 45 seconds, I think, in that one. That's like no time. It's really not. I mean, the minute was really not enough time, if I'm being yeah. honest. Um, and it lasted for two seasons, I think. Um, and now he's got like a, a talk show online or something like that. He's had uh, our good friend Mark Summers on his show. Oh, hey, shout out uh, to Mark. I he, still will fight you. <laughs> he said he had Kirk Fogg on his show. He's got all the connections that we need for this show, yeah. basically. He had uh, Phil, uh, I can't remember, the guy who hosted uh, Nick Arcade. Okay. Um, he's, had, he's had all these guys on his show. Um, but, uh, yeah, it lasted, it lasted a couple seasons in, in reboot form with, with some changes, some modernizations and, you know, keep all the ADHD kids. Is Amanda Bynes still on it? But uh, like doing cocaine. Yeah, exactly. Um, 
Um, and so I thought, wow, this is this was on for a while. A lot of these shows, um, especially kids shows, it's kids that you know in some way get into the media, mm-hmm. you know, um, because they were on a TV show, a game show, whatever it is. I wonder if there were famous people on this show or like, you know, cause especially it's a kid with a unique talent or ability we're told. So like, yeah. how have they monetized that into success in right. their future life? Very. Did that kid turn out to be Steve Irwin? <laughs> yep. He's dead now. Um, Wrestled too many alligators. Yeah. And he died to a stingray. That was his new thing. He wanted to go back on and be like, and close the eyes of stingrays. <laughs> and the stingray was like, nah, nah over him. my eyes are on the bottom. Right after, right after Steve Irwin died, uh, Norm Macdonald was on the daily show. And I remember like everybody acted uh, real upset when Steve Irwin died. Like they gave a fuck. Like it was the cool thing to be upset about Steve Irwin dying yeah. for whatever reason. Um, and, I'm sure he was like a nice guy or whatever, but he seemed like a great guy. He had a daughter, and uh, a wife, and family. Norm was on the John Stewart show like like a, two weeks after it happened or something like that, and he was like, "Oh, I wanted to talk about that that alligator hunter," and and John Stewart was kind of like, "Oh no, I, this is not gonna this is not gonna go well." Like, yeah. um, and he was like, "Yeah, you know, it's people are saying, you know, it's a it's a tragedy. He died, and he was only you know forty two years old." And he goes, 42 is a ripe old age for an alligator hunter, if you ask me. <laughs> and he's like, how pissed do you think the alligators are when they're like, oh, yeah, that alligator hunter is dead. And, oh, who got him? Was it Frank? <laughs> no, it was some fruity fish. <laughs> um, oh, man. I also, I sent you, I don't know if you watched this, uh, there was a match game reboot in the mid 2000s that was piloted by Robert Smigel. Ooh. And Norm was one of the regular panelists planned for it. And after his death a few weeks back, uh, Robert Smigel posted a couple of the episodes that were shot for it that never aired or anything because it was never picked up. Nice. Uh, so it was pretty entertaining. It was, it was a nice crossover of my love for Norm MacDonald and my love for Match Game. Yeah. Which is one of my favorite shows that we've ever talked about on here. So uh, so I looked into who was famous from this show. Got it. Okay, good. There was a child, a six-year-old, who played the accordion and sang at the same time. That was his thing. Reggie Watts. His name was Marcus Hayes. Ring a bell? No. Yeah, me neither. But he's a country singer, I guess. Oh, okay. And he's been nominated for multiple Grammy Awards. Does so he go by Marcus Hayes? I think he goes by Marcus Hayes. And he's been nominated for, I think, like five Grammys or something like Is that. Is it like Hayes? Like Hayes. Hayes. Yeah, he's real chill. <laughs> and so he's a person, apparently, that was on this show. No, not Hayes. Like H-A-Z-E. <laughs> Good God. H-A-Y-E-S. H-A-Y-Z-E. Got it. <laughs> You're really bad at this. Um, so he was on it. Play accordion and sing. I that guess does that's, not look like. I don't think that's the guy. That's <laughs> He's a, a columnist <laughs> for the Philadelphia Inquirer. Yeah, well, I, I totally got this wrong. Yeah. Um, the other notable contestant, I guess, that was on it was um, Sam Roberts. Okay. Who uh, is on uh, the... Jim Norton and Sam Roberts show on Sirius XM. Oh, okay. 
so he was on like Opie and Anthony is where he got his start. And so now he's got a, a radio show. Um, and then uh, I think the most notable person, at least the only person that I really knew about was a winner of the prize for somebody getting slimed. And that was Marcus Stroman, who is a pitcher for the New York Mets. Wow. Previous, previously pitcher for the Toronto Blue Jays and World Baseball Classic Most Valuable Player playing for Team USA. Holy crap. So he won a prize for being in the audience and somebody getting slimed. I also liked, so in addition to that audience interaction, what I also liked, and this was kind of evoked back uh, to Let's Make a Deal, mm-hmm. uh, where in the end credits, he would always make deals with random audience members. Yeah. Um, Summer Sanders would go into the audience and have kids demonstrate some sort of talent. Yeah. In like the audience. doing the splits. Yeah. It wasn't very good talent. No. It was also like, I can flip my lip down and keep it there. Yeah. You without can't. touching it. You I cannot. No. Not a talent that I have. No. But I saw a kid with that talent. Okay. So that was a that was an interesting, you know, bit of crowd interaction. It's a fun little they, way to end the show. In there. Yeah. Um and yeah, that's uh that's figure it out. What do you what do you think about figure it out? How would you make figure it out better i would first of all i'd like to comment that i remember slime being much greener and it seemed more of a like egg egg yellow with a light green uh when it was dumping down on top of Lori beth's very gray hair (laughs) (laughs) uh so that was weird to me uh Uh make it better i would replace the slime with hydrochloric acid wow let's kill these kids let's end this show let's stop making bad shows and i would also cancel the show and i would just show episodes of the adventures of pete and pete okay um which you can't really watch because of music rights you can't find it anywhere the adventures of pete and pete what what uh, band was there i don't know i think they just had like a decent amount of music like in the background kind of the uh like i know wonder years had that problem for a while where they couldn't get like music clearance to get it out there and i think just wonder years has a, a greater potential for earnings than um pete, pete and pete so, so they, it's like how so some of them were like re-edited to change the music and stuff like that so it's like how when john and i watched dawson's creek the t- the title song is not the song i think they've uh gotten it i don't want to I it's not they, that. I think they've recently gotten it back. They did? I think. I could of course, wrong. when I watched it, oh, I it was wrong, not but, on. Um, and isn't the first episode, uh, Pacey fucks a teacher? Or He's like trying that? to fuck his teacher. Okay. And the teacher, kind of into it. I'm kind of into She's it. She's not saying no, stop. I'm She's saying, into it. you kids, I want it. Whoa. Oh, one thing I forgot from the new updated version. Mm-hmm. One of the changes that I thought was fun was the word of honor. In which uh, there is one word of their answer Mm -hmm. that if that word gets figured out, the contestant gets slimed. Ooh, I like that. Yeah. Do you have any other make it betters other than murdering people? And replacing replacing the show with with Pete and Pete. Pete. Yeah. No. Okay. (laughs) Can't get any better than if you do either of those things. Correct. Kill some people and watch Pete and Pete. Yes. What do you think of this show in general? I didn't. I didn't think it was very good. Um, it, I'm sure I liked it as a child, but it was a rough watch to see people on camera that have no 
a discernible personality at all. The contestants, you mean? The Correct. Kids. Um, and Amanda Bynes doing her little joke questions uh, would have probably pissed me off if I was on the panel. We're trying to get this, Amanda. You are not contributing. Correct. Yeah, it was definitely something that I remember liking the show as a kid. I remember watching it after school or mm-hmm. whatever. Um, you know, I had a big mommy fetish for Summer Sanders, as we established. Um, and I had a I had a grandmommy fetish for Lori Beth. <laughs> And as an adult, yeah, it's not very good. Uh, It's not. Slime was a big aspect of it. I guess I'm just not as interested in watching people get slimed now. All I could think was all I could think when any of the contestants got slimed was it has got to suck to play the rest of the show covered in this nasty slime under hot lights. That's what my adult brain went That's to. fair. Did I tell you that not that long ago, my wife was like cleaning out a bunch of my old shit and she found my official certificate for being slimed? Oh my God. Did you frame it? I think she threw it away. What? I don't know. I asked her like after, because she was cleaning. She was doing a big, huge house clean. Mm-hmm. And... She she was like, hey, I found this bunch of stuff of yours. Let me know, uh, you know, put it into piles of like keep and junk or whatever. Take stuff if you want to keep it. Otherwise, I'm going to throw it away. And then she was like, oh my god, look at this! I found your slime certificate, whatever. I was like, oh, that's crazy. And so I thought that meant she knew don't throw that away, right? Because you're both excited about finding it, right? Exactly. And then I think she threw it away. But did you put it in the pile that she asked you to put it in? Don't ask me that. Because I don't know. Probably not. I mean, it was a pretty easy ask from her. And I bet she gave you at Quit least two days. defending her. At least Stop two defending days. her. Put it in the pile. <sighs> that was something that I couldn't figure it out. <laughs> God, the segues today have just been pretty good. on point. Pretty good. All right. So this has been Come On Down the Game Show podcast. Don't go to our socials. Don't it's go bad. outside and read a tree. Listen, I'm blowing the whistle on come on down. It's bad for you. What? No. What? It's good. Oh, keep listening. Okay. I'm blowing the whistle. It's great. You'll be healthier. You'll be smarter. Your kids won't bully each other in school. Mm-hmm. Your kids won't think that they have unrealistic expectations to live up to. That's right. Your kids. I mean, because to be fair, if this is what they think, like, success in the future is like they're like oh i could definitely do that yeah no it's wrong I, no but it gives exactly it, it boosts their self-esteem to right. be like this is what some adults choose to use their time that. with <laughs> these grown men use antiquated uh stereotypes for their jokes yeah i think they're still i think they're still solid relevant all right uh we will see you guys next week where we talk about Another game show. And a bunch of other random stuff. That was so good. I think you should drop your mic. That was such a good ending. You should drop your mic. That's heavy.